All right, Sixers fans, welcome to a post-game edition of Sixers in Six. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Philly gets another win, this time 105-95 over the Portland Trailblazers. Looked great at times, looked ugly at times, but I guess that's just the Sixers experience. Before we jump into things, don't forget, subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And of course, check us out online as well at libertyballers.com. So this game started out tremendous for the Sixers. They were rolling Pretty much well through the entire first half, came out dominant, led by 12 after one, ended up being up 23 at the break, 57 to 34. And then, of course, it's a West Coast game for the Sixers and they couldn't really sustain the lead. But we'll jump into some of those details here in a minute. Uh, pretty good game once again from stop me if you heard this before. Joel Embiid dominant once again, 32 points, nine rebounds for him. James Harden got a rebound on the last shot of the game. It was a garbage time shot, I believe, by Jeremy Grant. I uh, ended up missing it. He got the defensive rebound Harden did. That gave him a triple-double, 16 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds for him. And then Tyrese Maxey uh, once again came off the bench for this one. So third straight time we've seen Maxey come off the bench and Doc Rivers electing to go with that lineup with uh, Tucker, Harris, and Bede, Harden, and Melton starting. I don't know. The Doc said he's going to play around with the different lineups. Uh, haven't seen that much now with Maxi coming off the bench. Maybe he does like that duo, as they've talked about a lot uh, throughout this West Coast road trip, is that he likes the pacing that uh, Maxi is able to to kind of roll with if he's playing alongside Shake Milton. Milton had another game uh, off the bench for himself as well. He had 10 points, a couple of assists, made some big buckets with Portland chipping away at the lead. But yeah, that was the kind of the big story in this one. The Sixers were up as much as 26. I tweeted this out during the... Uh, Second quarter, like, okay, they're mauling them because there was one point in this game that Portland had 11 field goals and 10 turnovers, one of 13 from beyond the arc, and that's when the Sixers were just taking it to them. They were killing them. But uh, a little bit of a letdown, especially with those bench minutes in the third quarter, and this has been kind of the Achilles heel for this team throughout not just this season but the last couple of years as well. And we talked about the added depth. We're not seeing Dan Wilhouse get any, any time anymore. It seems like he's fallen out of favor with Doc in order to get Matisse Thibel back out there. And Thibel, again, didn't do much offensively, had a nice steal and a jam on a breakaway uh, after after deflecting a pass, but did a great job on D Damian Lillard whenever he was on, and Tobias Harris uh, did his thing. D Anthony Melton was, was good on Dame. Dame struggled big time in this one, 6 of 21 from the field, 3 of 13 from deep. Uh, he did finish with 25 points and 11 assists, but anytime you're holding... Lillard to six of 21 you're doing a damn good job so credit to all those guys but yeah figuring out the rotation stuff this is going to be interesting because in a game like this where you're up by 26 you want to get Joel Embiid you want to get James Harden some rest Embiid played 33 Harden played 34 shouldn't have happened in this one and again going back to those bench minutes uh, Montrez Harrell you look at the numbers, 5.6 rebounds and 15 minutes off the bench you think to yourself well okay well he did pretty good he was a minus player along with Maxi, the only two on the Sixers, and obviously you give Maxi the benefit of the doubt for what he brings, but the rim protection was really, really hurting in that third quarter as the Blazers started to chip away at it. They got it down to seven at one point, even in the fourth, but that was with the starters on the on the floor. But with Harrell out there, we are starting to see that there's not a lot of rim protection, not a lot of strength on the back end of the Sixers defense, and there was a lot of easy layups, a lot of easy looks for Portland with that all bench lineup out there, and again. That's something we don't want to see, right? And we're including Maxi with the all-bench lineup, obviously, at this point. But you got Niang, Montrez, Tyrese Maxi, Matisse Thibel, Shake Milton out there. 
as good as they have been, this was a game where that lineup really allowed the trailblazers to kind of chip away at it. And I think that that's something, again, we've praised doc on here. We got to give him some flack as well when he doesn't make the right decisions. And this was one of those times, right? Where he maybe should have gotten Harden back out there. Maybe left Joel out there. One of those two things in order to maybe preserve that lead or left the starters out a little bit longer in that third quarter and then allowed the bench guys to maybe play the final, you know, 14, 15, 16 minutes of this game that would have enabled those guys to at least get some rest. So, um, Again, a little bit of a, it was a good win. I'm not going to sit here and harp on it and be like, damn, you know, this is terrible that they let Portland back into it because that'd be sour grapes at this point. The Sixers are winning. They're winning on the road. That's now 4-0 on this West Coast road trip that actually wraps up on Saturday against a very good Sacramento Kings team. You know, nobody would have expected it. I think people were looking at that squad and thinking to themselves, hey, you know, where is that? King squad going to be haven't seen much obviously they got the Montes Sabonis in the Halliburton trade last year but the Kings comfortably comfortably in the lead in the Pacific Division sitting in third overall in the West so that's not a gimme anymore uh, going to Sacramento going to jump into some other stuff we'll do that coming up in about a minute all right we're back yeah looking at this game again showing the strengths and and the weaknesses of the Sixers right that backup five spot that's going to be a problem and Jackson Frank, Paul Hudrick, and I discussed this during our live stream on Wednesday, which the pod is up if you want to catch that under the 30. Uh, looking at that, Paul Reed's underlying numbers haven't been great. The Sixers are minus six points per 100 possessions with him on the court in terms of his net rating. So maybe that's why we're seeing Harrell get a little bit of time because he is in the pluses at least uh, for Philly on that front. But again, they're going to need to do something to address that. It seems like it, we've been talking about this for years now, right? Getting somebody behind Joel Embiid, who you know you can rely on, who, again, doesn't have to go out there and fill up the bucket, doesn't have to score 20 points coming off the bench, 10 points, but you need some rim protection. And that's something where B-Ball Paul obviously brings in terms of his athleticism. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Paul Reed is super active. He's young. He doesn't understand maybe the intricacies of the game that the vets do in terms of moving your feet more instead of playing defense with your hands not biting too much on on pump fakes and staying on your feet on the defensive end unless it's a good opportunity to challenge a shot. But I think with coaching, that is something that'll make it easier for him because they need something more out of that five spot if they want to compete with the big boys in the Eastern Conference. And so that's something that the Sixers are going to have to figure out is what to do with the backup five spot. The deadline's coming up in less than a month. Also going to have the buyout market, I'm sure, at some point. Hopefully it's not a DeAndre Jordan-like uh, acquisition this time. For the Sixers, but back to this game again, some positives to look at really as well. On top of obviously Joel being Joel, on top of James Harden having another strong game in terms of distributing, looking at the defensive effort. As I mentioned before the break, there you saw what you were getting from Matisse, you thought you were getting from Melton, those guys were all over Damian Lillard. Uh, the entire defense was doing a great job of, of jumping him and forcing him to get rid of the ball or forcing him into a bad shot. Here's what Doc had to say about the defense after this one. Did a great job with, with trapping. I mean, Dame is Dame, right? And I thought Matisse and um, D-Melt were, were phenomenal. Uh, they really were. Um, and we asked a lot of our big tonight to be up the whole game. You know, that's tough. And the few times we were not, he made us pay. So uh, they, they had a lot to do with it as well. Then I thought we had deflections. Got our hands on a lot of balls tonight as well.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He liked the effort too, obviously, that he got from the defense, but still some things that they're going to have to to look at in terms of addressing. I still think the rotations, figuring that out. Doc was saying he's going to be doing things differently depending on the opposition. We'll see if that changes on Saturday in Sacramento in terms of having Maxi come off the bench. But yeah, I think we're all pretty much on the same page when we say, hey man, enough of the all bench rotations. We've seen that doesn't work. We've seen it's not going to be a strength of this team. So let's try and change that up. That'll do it for this episode of Sixers in Six. As I always say, always appreciate a five-star review if you're inclined to give us one as well, wherever you get your fix there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. You can catch us there. Of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. I'll be back in just a few hours doing the Atlantic Division mixtape with Chris Milholland. He writes for our SB Nation sister site, Nets Daily. And of course, Sean and Dave will be back with the Talking About podcast coming up on Friday as well. <laughs>